I have had to journey through trying to figure out what uh, Christianity is for me. Um, so I've gone through the process of deconstruction and reconstruction. Um, and now, listen, me and Jesus Christ, solid. Listen, I believe he is the way, the best way, the only way. And so I also believe that when scripture tells us that Jesus will be with us through all the ages, that includes the digital age. And so I do believe that I have a special passion for um, digital discipleship, um, digital um, evangelism, uh, things that we often look over because we don't believe that the internet can be used to do what God has called us to do through the Great Commission. And so I'm here for it all. Welcome, 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 welcome. I am BK Hammonds, a digital theologian, bridging technology and theology into one place, one person. And so I have a guest. I normally, I just got through telling her, I normally don't do guests on my pod. I just get on here and I tell y'all what y'all need to know and I get off. But God has been kind of laying upon my heart to deal with the people that's in my interlocks and connect with them and share space and allow them to kind of pull my people into their world and vice versa. So I went and got one of the juggernauts in the game. Chris <laughs> McDonald's so in the building. Y'all clap it up in the chat. Yes, yes, yes. Come on in the room. <laughs> Come on in the room. Come on in the room, <laughs> in the room. If y'all do me a huge favor while you guys are here, make sure you share this with your community. Um, we are just gonna have, we're just gonna have a free flow of conversation about theology and technology and, and, and as i was telling her telling chris it's very few people that actually operate as i do and that is being this bridge between these two worlds of theological acumen and as well as technological advancement and so yeah. chris i've been following chris for a long time and so chris introduce yourself to my audience and tell them a little bit about yourself What's up, everybody? Hey, y'all. I'm Chris McDonald. Um, I am a pastor. I am a business owner, and I am a life coach. Um, I am also a former teen mom who got my start on the hard side of life, and I have had to journey through trying to figure out what uh, Christianity is for me. Um, so I've gone through the process of deconstruction and reconstruction. Um, and now, listen, me and Jesus Christ is solid. Listen, I believe wow. he is the way, the best way, the only way. And so I also believe that when scripture tells us that Jesus will be with us through all the ages, that includes the digital age. And mm. so I do believe that I have a special passion for um, digital discipleship, um, digital um, evangelism, uh, things that we often look over because we don't believe that the internet can be used to do what God has called us to do through the Great Commission. And so I'm here for it all. Here for it all. Listen, y'all. Y'all know I'm passionate about digital discipleship, digital evangelism. And so if y'all don't know, in a couple of weeks, I would say in two weeks, around September 15th, I'll be dropping a new book on that very topic, Seven Tips on Digital Discipleship. I need for some of y'all to get ready for it. Now, there's two ways to get it. Since she mentioned it, I'm going to make that segue. First way is to go to Amazon. You can purchase it on a high-end bottle and do that way. Or you can go to my website, and I'll drop the link soon, where you can buy it from a discounted rate. 
So it's totally up to you. And speaking of information that you want to get, make sure you go visit Chris's website. You have t-shirts, you have consultant, you even can worship with her on her website. So please, man, please, sir, make you make sure you support her ministry as well as St. Mark's uh, ministry. And speaking of St. Mark, you handle the online ministry arm of the church. So walk us through what would be considered a day-to-day transaction or day-to-day uh, work for you doing um, being a digital pastor in this aspect. Look like I lost her. What happened? Jesus Christ. We losing the saints. Got caught up in the rapture. Chris, come back. We'll wait on you. Listen, we're doing this live, y'all. This is not pre-recorded. There we go. <laughs> the enemy mad already. Ain't this is not pre-recorded, so we're doing this live. So don't don't think I got this like posted later. I'm I'm notorious for that. This time I wanted to give y'all some really live content. So just kind of walk us through your day to day as a digital pastor. Yes. So um, typically day to day, let's start with Sunday. So on Sundays, um, of course, are big days um, for me as a digital pastor, um, because that's where you want to get everybody connected. Um, and I want to talk numbers real quick. So to make this really plain for people, there are like 4.7 billion people in this world, right? And 59% of those people are in the digital space online every day, especially Sundays. And guess what is out of out of those people, two million of those. Guess what? The number one question that they're Googling on Sunday mornings, who is Jesus? Listen, my role as a digital pastor, online pastor, whatever you want to call me, right? I am trying to answer that question for them by getting them into community to where that question can be answered for them. We worry so much about our neighbors in person and those who we can see, you know, with our naked eye, getting them into the church building so that they can discover who is Jesus. But there are people who are online waiting to be connected with a community like yours. And I'm talking, when I say yours, any pastor who may be watching this, any minister, even lay people, who are responsible for getting people into a church community. We have to start with remembering that the church is not the building, it's the community. And so my role starts on Sunday with trying to get people into the community so that they can get to Christ, right? We're so busy trying to give people Jesus and they don't even know who Jesus is. Most times you're not gonna accept who you don't know, (laughs) right? You're not to build relationship with who you don't know. And so my role starts with trying to get people into that that community, into relationship so that they can be introduced to this Jesus that I love so much so that they too can learn to love that Jesus and give Jesus to other people online as well. And so Sundays I am connecting with people who are all over the place, California, you know, Texas, Kentucky, um, New York, um, who come into our online space at 10 a.m. for worship, um, for our worship experience. Um, I open up service, welcoming them in so they don't just come into a dry service, right? Where they come in and they're just passively worshiping, which is what the mistake that I feel like 
like a lot of people make is they just let people come into their live stream mm -hmm. and they're passively just watching, which means guess what? They're going to passively exit too. And your numbers are going to be all over the place. Mm -hmm. um, but we have created an experience where they come in, they feel like they have a place to land. I tell them to come in and find the seat in the comment section. And then guess what? On Mondays, we follow up with these people. So after we've invited them to come in, we've encouraged them to use our text feature to let us know that they're visitors or that they want to connect. And then we get them plugged in so that Mondays, like I'm here now, I've responded to emails. I've sent text messages out to those who joined us on yesterday, who possibly um, joined our community as new members or they were just visiting as guests. I send text messages to say, hey, it's Pastor Chris. Just so glad that you worshiped with us. So glad to have you. To let them know that you are connecting with a real person, right? You are not passively um, immersing yourself into this experience. Um, and then Tuesdays through, you know, through Thursday when I'm here on campus, I am actively answering questions for people. Um, and then we have an online campus, like an actual place for people to be able to come into, right? For them to be able to get connected with their neighbors. So yes, we have somebody who's in California who is just as connected to those who are here in Arkansas because he's an active participant in that community on Facebook. And so we pray together. We talk about what meals we're going to be eating on the weekend. We mm. talk about what's going on with our kids and going back to school. Um, we're keeping them up to date with what's happening here locally. We're trying to encourage relationship. That's Basically, it. my job is to stop the scroll. I don't want them to just be uh, consuming content. I don't want consumers as an online pastor. I want those who are connecting and creating relationships. Listen, if y'all hadn't seen what Chris is driving, I wish I had some <laughs> DJ Clue sound effects where I could play. She dropped so much relevant content that I want to kind of recap because she basically gave what she does on Sunday through Saturday is a blueprint that many of our current leaders who are just kind of struggling in between, not really understanding what happens, she's given a blueprint of what could be. And somebody said, hello, I'm going to play them across the screen because that's my guy too, Andre Vault, two of my favorite people. Salute hey, to Andre Vault. Um, so to, she, she's given what, what I would like to call, we'll call it today, a digital pipeline. We'll call yeah. it a digital pipeline. And in that digital pipeline, you have somebody who is running the day-to-day -day transactions that may occur for your live feed, right? Because what happens is we think the live feed, once it cuts off, that ministry stops. The ministry does not stop. It, it has only begun for those who are working behind the scenes. Right. So this pipeline starts at the preaching of the gospel, right? And so some pastors, I'm going to say this, and this may sound reckless, but I'm going to take <laughs> a risk. Sometimes the content by which you're trying to convey is falling on deaf ears in the internet space because it's a disconnect somewhere and you yep. need to resolve that. And usually the resolution comes from proper exegesis and understanding of scripture and that is communicated to the people of God. And once that's communicated, 
they can get in that pipeline. Hey guys, it's Nils and I am interrupting this episode to highlight one of our platforms and that is Online Church Builders. You can go to onlinechurchbuilders.com and get a fully created, generated uh, strategy for your church with your online presence. And so whether you have an online presence where you want to use online to bring people to your local church or you want to build a global online church community, uh, this strategy will give you uh, the the roadmap, the plan that you need to follow, the direction you need uh, to build a great online church presence for your church. Uh, I actually built this with my friend Nona Jones, uh, and we are selling it uh, for two hundred forty nine dollars. But you can actually get it for free, uh, and we are offering the next hundred people who go sign up um, through this podcast. We're not talking about it anywhere else, but to this community, uh, a free. Uh, online church strategy. There's no strings attached and there, there's no upsells. Uh, it's literally just a free strategy that we built. We put a lot of energy and investment into it and we want to make it available to as many churches as possible. So we've just decided for the next 100 people uh, that sign up, we're going to do it for free. Uh, and in exchange, what we're hoping is that you'll give us feedback uh, on how helpful uh, that strategy is for your church. So go to onlinechurchbuilders.com get your free online church strategy. Uh, and I can't wait to hear how it helps your church. Let's get back to the episode. Her pipeline includes, not limited to, this relationship equity that I am building on the front end, okay? So when I'm thinking of church and I'm thinking of digital ministry and digital discipleship, a critical piece is relationship. Yes. People think, just because we, we're digital does not mean we can't create this community of connectivity. And we need to move past that and think of it. Okay, so that's one piece, the relationship aspect. Here go another piece that she mentioned. And Chris, jump in whenever you feel like it. Okay. Following up. Hey, stop letting these folks come to your church. Yes. And you didn't send an email. You didn't put them in text message thread or lead generation through text. You didn't call them, you did nothing. Now, and some of us are guilty of that because we feel like we don't have the right people in place. Then then that's a conversation that me and Chris need to have with you about how you need to create proper leaders yep. for your space so it can continue to flourish and build. Last that's thing. It. Now Chris has created Pastor Chris, is it you want to go by Pastor Chris or Chris? Which one you want to do that? Whatever. What, listen, whatever. I know you about Chris. So I'm going about Chris. Titles, but you know, some people disrespectful and they don't like to call me Pastor anyway because I'm a woman. You know, and they need to I'm kill a, that nonsense. Pastor, <laughs> but that's a whole nother live, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah for sure. So we go call. We go. So to make the enemy itch, we're gonna say Pastor Chris. Has, I appreciate. It. No problem. Pastor Chris, then all of this that she's doing throughout the week is creating community. Community, community, community. Digital discipleship and leadership creates this level of community for people to thrive, exist, fail, and all of us are, right? And so she's giving you the pipeline that we gonna that we're gonna affectionately call stop the scroll pipeline yeah i love it love stop it. the scroll pipeline she did it dr chris and a dr chris yet eventually it will be <laughs> pastor chris has given us a principle in the digital space 
that is entitled Stopping the Scrum. All right, so Pastor Chris, we've gone through that process of stopping the scroll. Now, how do we engage people even more in this space that we have called our online community? Yeah, oh man, I love that question. So we have to go beyond what we think is the norm. So, you know, even on a day-to-day basis with our in-person experiences, we are allowing people to come into our community, AKA our buildings, and we are, you know, worshiping with them, but how are we following up with them and building relationship with them? Some people may create growth groups, right? Some people may create opportunities for further connection, but we're not even often doing that in the in-person experience. But if we're not doing that in the in-person experience, we definitely are not gonna build relationship with people in the digital experience, right? So online, I am making sure that I'm creating relationship by going deeper with engagement. So for instance, we have the Growth Factor online campus um, via Facebook, where we have like, 1200 i believe members in there right now where i'm greeting them in the morning no different than i would a coworker, no different than i would somebody in person i'm letting them know hey i'm thinking about you you know i'm praying for them and with them um i'm using cultural trends to engage them so guess what we're not a church that's afraid of social media i'm not afraid to use a trending TikTok and relate it to us, right? Um, if it's something funny that I know that we can all uh, communally relate to, I'm going to use that content. I'm not afraid of connecting with pe- people beyond scripture, right? Um, sometimes I feel like when we're building community in a, a, a church context, we try to keep it so spiritual that we forget that it's our job to be spiritual and social. So let me start. Right? Let, let me start you. I'm about to put this behind the paywall. Y'all got to pay for this, for real. This is a masterclass. So Pete Gay, for those who are working in social media and the church at large, here are five things that your social media presence needs to have. She just mentioned a couple of them. Number one, it needs to be relational, right? Then you need to have something entertaining. It's okay to be the church and to be in the kingdom and to to um, connect with the marketplace. And the way that we do that is the ways that I'm going to mention to you. So number one, be relational. Number two, what I just say, uh, Pastor Chris? You, you got to be engaged. I don't know if you said engaged. Entertainment. You got to have some entertainment. You got to be able entertainment. to entertain. Entertainment. All right. So then, to your point, there needs to be a plan of how we disciple people. What I like to call lifestyle, right? That's faith yeah. and leadership and this discipleship piece all kind of coming into one place. Here's the last thing. You need to have a call to action. Yes. Now, many churches, now if you follow Chris, Chris sells t-shirts, right? She's been selling t-shirts forever yes right? and so i need for y'all to go to her website and make sure you plug and get some, get some t-shirts for your spouse or whoever right yes. there's a call to action to that right mm-hmm. there's a conversation there's ministry connected to that and you're buying a t-shirt but she's probably looking at it from a very global standpoint yes that we can connect even further and beyond and so yep. i think those couple of things will help 
what you're saying. I only got four. Okay, so I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna see if I can remember this. We're going off the dome, man. None of this is scripted, but I got some. Right. I got some it's definitely not scripted. Listen, we're none of it's scripted. Yeah, yeah. All right, so cool. <laughs> Number one, it needs to be, you gotta have some entertainment value. If you're gonna do social media, social media needs some entertainment value. That's how people can connect. That is the hook to sermons, right? Yep. Then from hook to sermon, and again, it can go in any order. Then you need to have some lifestyle, some discipleship, some piece that is teaching and preaching Jesus. So let me give you an example of that. Some churches right now use the King Jimmy Bible. Oof. Now, me and Pastor Chris, we could probably do another conversation about the King Jimmy Bible. But if that's your if that's your thing, go off. Do your thing. However, if you're using the King Jimmy Bible, you got to you got to anticipate that a person that is unsaved will not understand that these those thou's and us. Right. So then changing the verbiage changing um the version yep. can simply go from a message going to five people to five thousand right right because we thought of you and we brought it into a version that you could understand this is that relational aspect yep. right so ivy if i need to give you the other five Oh, I got them. No. Hey, Abby. I got them written down somewhere in my office. Here you go. I keep paper notes. Here go y'all five. Because y'all going to come hunt me down. <laughs> and I'm going to go back to what you were saying. Because it's, it's two other things I want to throw in there. Um, first thing is editorial. You need to have some editorial pieces. Things that's telling the story of your church. Right? Yeah. So... If y'all don't know St. Mark, I don't say Mark, right? St. Mark and Little Rock is St. Mark. And St. Mark has a plethora of stories that could be told and shared socially. And so if those stories can be shared socially, then it pulls people in, becomes the hook, right? So people can see, okay, this church enjoys telling us the story. That's one. Entertainment value, right? That's it. And then whatever programming you have that goes with entertainment. And then you need to have some inspo. You need to have some inspirational content that's going to help. And then, like I said before, you need to have some lifestyle, discipleship, some things of that nature. And then lastly would be call to action. What do you want this audience to do? Most of y'all leaders, I'll be watching y'all. And I got to go ahead and put y'all on notice. Most too. of y'all. Okay, cool. cool. You, you, you can follow right behind me. Most of y'all simply think that the sermon is going to do all five of those things. And I'm here to serve notice that that is not the truth. Mm -hmm. Right? And so we have to do a better job of expanding the sermon to live mm -hmm. from just Sunday to the next Sunday, the next month. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And what I just gave you allows for the expansion of the word, the written text, the verbal text. To be shared. So, Pastor Chris, that was a whole lot that I gave in Listen, your book. Listen, I love it. Because somebody, somebody, 
everybody right right now really needs that like yeah, sure. plain you know and practical they really need that because some people don't understand that the pandemic didn't just introduce um a temporary thing for the church it introduced a necessity for the church that was already there Sure. And we have to learn how to embrace it and, and take it more seriously because there are still some people today who are so churched <laughs> and so old school and stuck in the traditional way of doing things that they have yet to really truly embrace the digital space when it yes. comes to ministry. And there are going to be people who are going to suffer as a result of it. Yeah, no doubt. And, and, and I was just, um, this is not a flex, but this is just to say it. I just did an interview that's going to come out at the end of August with Pushpay. And those mm -hmm. of y'all who don't know who Pushpay is, Pushpay is the company that runs your payment processing, in most cases, and as well as your video feed. Mm -hmm. And they gave some very alarming rates, very alarming, not alarming, but very interesting details, like 40 to 60% 40 to of people are still hybrid. And what churches don't want to get over is, like I keep hearing pastors say, y'all need to just come back to church. <laughs> well, I mean, coming back to church is cool, but I never left because right. church is where I am. Right. And I can do church at home. I can do church at the football field. I can do church at the soccer field. I can do whatever. And so that's one of the things. And I'll, I can repost the post of the conversation, at least the details of it. Um, in terms of the reporting, because the reporting is really pivotal. Another thing mm -hmm. that people struggle with when it comes to like the digital and the online discipleship is finding its value. And I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull off the microphone. Ooh. I'm gonna let Pastor Chris talk about the value yeah. of the online space and how we can use it to leverage and bring more people to Christ. Talk about it. Yeah. So, so again, when you're talking about the online space and the billions of people who can be found in that community, that is a neighborhood full of people waiting to be evangelized to, right? Um, but evangelism does not happen without relationship. But see, we got to redefine what we think evangelism is because see, we've been trained and taught to think that evangelism is going and hanging uh, flyers on doors, sliding them under doors, leaving them on car windshields and that is not evangelism that is marketing okay um and see this thing we've tried to separate the marketplace from ministry so long that we don't understand that we need to learn how to meet at the intersection of culture and christianity come on what my platform is all about is helping people or meeting people at the at the intersection of christianity and culture to help them understand how relationship is what this is all about like our faith is built on relationship not built on on what we think is a relationship and so for me in the online space it's an opportunity to just get to know people right um to be able to learn what people think and why they think it um the best way to do that is look and see what's trending and why it's trending instead of us being so upset that folks are focusing their attention on what's happening in the news today and what's trending in the cultural aspect of things we need to figure out why they feel the way they feel See what the Bible says about that. For instance, um, um, just recently with the Kiki um, Palmer um, and Usher stuff trending, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of us using it to say, oh, well, everybody just wants to have an opinion, 
figure out why do you believe everybody wants to have an opinion and how can you help people get solutions to being better as a result of that right what does the bible say about how people are viewing this and what their perspectives are and then give them bible and talk about it instead of judging people's opinions on how they're navigating the digital space use it as an opportunity to show them jesus in a way that they can understand you're trying to give people jesus in a way that you have consumed mm. but we in a consumer world where now we can give people jesus the way we've consumed back when we first found him we have to give it to them in the way that they're going to consume so that they can give a consumer review today. Mm. So we have to ask people, what is your consumer review of Jesus, right? And allow them to share their share their feedback because not everybody feels the same way you feel about Jesus and you have to be humble enough to understand that and then meet them where they are and have a conversation, build a relationship with them so that you can possibly show them a new way. No doubt. And so I think you own to something real big. So let's let's take that and break that down even more. So you have Ursha, Usher, and Kiki <laughs> dancing in Vegas together. Right. And Brother Boo Thang and his little insecurity style popping off in Twitter, going hamburger, right? And so how could that opportunity and and culture impact a conversation with Christ and his people, right? And so a way that you could do that easily is now let's have a relationship discourse about how we view relationships publicly. Can right. the sneaky links be shared? Are we cool with that? Does, does my spouse get to control how I dress? Now my young adults have a whole litany of conversation and breakdown to engage in discourse with one another. Okay, bigger, bigger conversation. Uh, recently happened. Um, hold on one second. <laughs> My daughter got this TV thing, so lie. One second. <laughs> this is what happens when you have a conversation <sighs> off the floor. <laughs> my bad. I'm showing my. I'm showing my ghetto side on the for these folks. It's all good. Look. All right. So think about this. Think about this. When we think about what happened in Mississippi or Alabama, was it Alabama? I think it was Alabama. Uh, Alabama at the uh, riverfront. And, you know, everybody had a whole dialogue about how to swim in an effort to do whatever or, you know, how to throw your hat to whoever. It, it was a whole conversation, right, that the culture just really forwarded and progressed. I've seen I've seen pastors have illustrations behind it, yep. et cetera, and et cetera. And so now you could easily take that, especially with the likes of other AI tools specifically, and now have a whole discourse in another classroom online that just really forwards and moves it. So this is the creativity that somebody like us will bring to a conversation near you to help you forward the message that you're trying to forward. And I think that's like super important, right? We have all of these opportunities to connect, to converse culturally, to bring people into Christ. And sometimes we just squander them because we just really try to be seen and heard. Yes. And, and so in digital ministry, you're not gonna always see us. You're gonna feel our presence 
you're going to see our words, but you're not going to always see us. And we can make a lasting impact with using trending, trending topics and cultural conversations. Uh, and some conversations culturally aren't all to be used. They're not public consumption. Right. Some of them conversations, man, y'all need to leave alone. <laughs> y'all do it. Y'all do it. We do not have to have an opinion about everything and no. everybody. We got to be more discerning. That must mm. see that's that's the reason why we're struggling with the digital spaces because so many of us have a negative um, perspective of it because we know that we don't know how to navigate it well. We got to learn how to navigate it well so that we can use it as a positive tool, a positive resource, and not allow it to become a worldly thing that we're allowing them to take from us. No Listen, the Bible says that the world is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, everything. That means even the digital stuff, the technical stuff that God has gifted people to invent for us. Mm -hmm. How are we going to allow the world to snatch that away from us mm -hmm. as another way for us to be able to spread the good news instead of taking ownership of what the Lord has called us to yes. and using it for our benefit to yes. share the good news? Yeah, if y'all just coming in, it's, it's Pastor Chris. Make sure y'all put some respect on her name because if I catch y'all slipping, I'm on your head. It's Pastor DK, and we're talking about those conversations that exist between the digital world, technology, and theology. And so for you, what is an area of opportunity in the digital space that we need to address, discuss, mm -hmm. kind of push forward, if you will? Oh, man, that's a great question, DK. Um, I believe that beyond streaming making sure that the churches are streaming to social media platforms like youtube facebook um website streaming right for those who may be fasting from social media we need to have different avenues and different ways of connecting but beyond that i think we need to make sure that we are creating a close-knit community for people to actively build relationships we can't just expect people to build relationship on our main page that we've created for our church, Absolutely. right? Or on our Instagram. We need to understand that platforms act differently and people respond differently. Don't expect for people to be conversational on Instagram, mm. right? What you can expect on Instagram is to give people some content that is engaging that will make them want to say, you know what? If this this is interesting, I want to go and see what they're talking about on Sunday. Or, you know what, I got a snippet of this. I want to go and see the full Bible study message. That is a way to get them connected to your message. But if you want to get them connected to your community in a relational way, you need to build that for them. And so, our own, for instance, our online space at St. Mark, the Growth Factor, we have people in there who can send me a message and say, hey, my aunt just died. I need people to pray for me. And I can rally the crowd. I can rally the community in this in this campus to say, hey, such and such as family member just passed away. Let's pray for them okay. or practical needs. Hey, such and such is sick. Let's start a food train and send them some food to their house. Mm -hmm. Hey, we have somebody who's moving. They need somebody that can help them move in this location. Who's in that location? We've literally had people rally together to help a member relocate to move, right? So we're actually doing life together. And that's I think right. that's what a lot of churches are missing yep. is 
they're doing church, but they're not doing church. They're having they're having moments. They're doing events. They're they're you know they're performing, but they're not on a mission, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to move people from a moment to a mission. Mm-hmm. Man, let the <laughs> hey listen. That is so critical. That listen to the call to action. The call to action is moving you from the moment to ministry. That's the call to action, right? What does she have in place? She has things that are entertaining. She has things that's for the crowd, but she also has a place for prayer and discipleship. I think most churches aren't focused on creating the community. They're only focused on the bodies within the church. And I've shared with you on multiplicity of times, there are more people watching than actually attending. And I want to let that sit for some of y'all. There are more people possibly watching than attending your actual worship experience. And to whoever a pastor, whoever's listening, there's a plethora of given opportunities that people want to be generous, share generosity through the media aspect. And that's the only way that they've connected with your church is that way. Um, Here's another thing I want to give you because we're giving so many good nuggets. We are 34 minutes. We got couple of more minutes. So this is what I need for y'all to do. I need for y'all to share this conversation with myself, Pastor Chris. We're talking about the digital space and what it entails. And we've given you practical, applicable things to use. So go share this with somebody who needs it, please. Because I got a feeling I want to take this down and hide it and do something (laughs) else with it. Because we already gave those who wanted to watch live. We gave y'all the live. Now y'all got to go find it somewhere else on her podcast or my podcast or something like that. Y'all will be fine. But I need, <laughs> if you got any questions, slide them over there to the comment section. We will post the questions. We will discuss the questions and the time constraint that we have. Now, here's the other thing that you mentioned about streaming. Because <clears throat> I want to give this tool, especially to those who are underserved. Um, there are a couple of ways that people are consuming your sermon. They're consuming your sermons through what's called an embed link through your website yeah. or an RTMP feed through whatever place you want to send that link. I've seen people get real creative, and now I'm seeing churches on Inst- uh, LinkedIn, and my church is one of the few churches that actually distributes through Instagram, right? Yep. And so having that opportunity to reach that mass people is very unique. And we can play with that and be imaginative in that space. The other piece is, it's kind of, not faux pas, but people are kind of going away from it. And that's the actual app that many of you have already paid for. Right. That app is powerful. It gets analytics. It shows you who's doing what. It allows you to put your content and archive it there for people to read and consume. Your app is a powerful piece if you have an app. Yep. Um, and then the last thing that I would say would be the place you want to go to is your social. And here's why I say those other three things matter more than your social. Yes. That's social. You can get flagged. Yep. And there go your feed. But if these other three things are in running smooth, y'all can flag me wherever. We still coming. Yep. It won't even matter that you flag me over here, right? Because we have other opportunities. So when you think of streaming, 
I want you to think of one church in multiple locations. Yeah. I want you to have that concept, that global mindset. When it comes to streaming, we want to be able to stream, yes, at our church, but we want to we want the masses to be impacted. Mm-hmm. Why? Because the gospel message is what's important in the digital space. Yes. Right? So that's a that's free game for those of y'all who need it. And if you need that consult, listen, you got two people sitting right here that w- that's willing to help you for a small fee. Don't be trying to, don't try to don't play, play that game. <laughs> no, don't, play, don't play that game. I don't play that game with y'all. I will invoice you. Don't play that game. Listen, this information that we're giving is for free. We want y'all to have it. This is a conversation that her and I have agreed upon a week or so ago. And so we want y'all to have this information. But if you want to go deeper into figuring out what, then there's conversation that we need to have offline. So in closing, Pastor Chris, what do the people need to know in your closing remarks of this digital conversation that we've been having? Yes. So number one, you need to know that Jesus says, hey, we're doing a new thing. (laughs) Do you not perceive it? Listen. We are doing a new thing in the digital space when it comes to sharing the good news. And all it takes is for you to be on board with it. Instead of looking at it as an enemy, look at it as something that you can use to expand your ministry, but more so importantly, expand the good news so that more come to Christ. As I said in the beginning, 2.7 million people are asking the question online, who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? And so it is our role to answer that question. And so what I want people to know is that we want to help you answer that question. Listen, St. Mark wants to help you answer that question. St. Mark Online wants to help you answer that question. So I would be remiss if I didn't take the opportunity to invite you to join that community and come and see about who this Jesus is that we love so much. Our promise is you grow here and we believe that you grow here in learning, serving and giving. And we want to help you evolve in that. So you can do that in, in person or you can do that online with us as a community as we grow together. I just want y'all to know that there are ways for us to to do ministry better, mm. okay? But you have to believe that and you have to want to do it and you have to be humble enough to be able to take and receive what Pastor DK and I are trying to give. And so I am doing trainings. Listen, I love digital discipleship. I love relational evangelism and I love helping ministries build that up in their space. Um, For the past few weeks, I've been doing trainings and I'm looking forward to do even more as we head into 2024 because guess what this is not going anywhere the pandemic was not just something that introduced this for temporary season this is staying okay and i think uh it's been this has been pushing me in in my back and i'll say it publicly and that is having a digital conversation in my hometown i'm willing to come down all i need is a room and i think i got one and bring all the minds that do this and we just gonna pour. We're just gonna pour into you. And so that's something that has been on my heart to do. And I'm really, really leaning into it as when God releases it, y'all already know this is one person I'm gonna call first um, <laughs> to, to help us with that. And I think this is a really great conversation. I wanna give, I told her 45 minutes, I wanna honor her time. Uh, if you guys have questions 
concerns, comments, castinations, whatever, put them in the chat. We gonna answer them. We got four minutes. Give us your best question. If you come in here with something like, I'm gonna talk about you. I'm gonna talk about you bad. Come with some questions that will help as, as it relates to the digital space. And I wanna be able to help someone in terms of the question that they've been wrestling with. There's two people in here that's overqualified. Between her and I, it's probably like seven degrees. Talk about it. Uh, we overqualified. We overqualified to have a conversation. No flexing. I'm just telling you what the truth is. Nope. No flex zone. Ain't, ain't, no flex, ain't no flexing, man. I'm not going to even be humble about it. It's what we got. It's what we're working with. So if you have a question, go right boldly to that chat. Get your question in real good. I want to salute and shout out to my good friend, Pastor Philip Pointer. Dude's doing amazing work. If y'all haven't, check out his podcast. Check out the worship experience. Check out the online church that is there. There have been people that have been serving that church for years at a high level, right? When I was coming through St. Mark and speaking at St. Mark back in the day, they were there and they still serving and doing their thing. So shout out to all my family that's there. I got key. I got a daughter that goes there. The whole nine yards, right? And they are growing in Christ. So if you have questions, concerns, or comments, you have three minutes before I shut this live off and possibly hide <laughs> this content because we want to be able to utilize it in other platforms that it needs to be utilized. So questions need to roll through. If you don't, Chris, please share with us where people can follow you digitally. Yes, thank you so much, DK, for the conversation. Um, you can find me on social media platforms, the Chris McDonald, um, Instagram, the Chris McDonald, or She Speaks Apparel on Instagram if you're looking for some dope faith-based apparel. Um, I'm actually getting ready to launch my fall collection September 1st, which is this Friday. Um, so if you believe that God is good, if you believe that you are grateful, all of that, listen, I have some statement apparel that can help you express your faith with your fashion. Mm. Um, so make sure that you visit SheSpeaksApparel.com, subscribe so that you can get the notifications for um, some uh, dope faith-based apparel that will be dropping and coming your way i can't wait to engage with y'all and connect with y'all well that is at the 45 minute marker again i am dk hammers a digital theologian breach of technology and theology you've heard it first by one of christ's kingdom minded best you know y'all think can't nothing good come out of little rock let me also throw this in here some of the best preaching some of the best minds come out of my city and there's no way that I can't put them on because God has put me on a certain platform. So I always got to put my folks on. Always. So salute to everybody. Thank y'all. We appreciate y'all. And y'all have a good evening, a good day. We'll holler. Peace. See y'all later.